Welcome to Reflections from the Heart, presented by Stewardship, a mission of faith. Reflections from the Heart with your host, David Abel, is an outreach of Gospel Reflection, a ministry of Stewardship, a mission of faith. For the next 30 minutes, please join David as he breaks open the bread of life in the Gospel reading for Sunday's Mass. And as the same Holy Spirit who inspired the biblical writers, inspires us today with the truths he reveals to our hearts through his word. Now, here's David with Reflections from the Heart. Welcome everyone to Reflections from the Heart. I'm Tom DeAngelis. I'm here with Tom Terrace and Art O'Day. Uh, David is out of town and Rob is out of town, so you're kind of stuck with me. <laughs> so uh, hopefully I'll be able to fill their large shoes and, and we'll be able to have a, a good gospel reflection here and, and leave you with some things of value to reflect on. So uh, when we get as we get opened up here and get started, uh, Art, would you uh, give us some uh, some thoughts from the heart, some reflections okay. from the heart? I, I, I would like very much to to pray for all of us to have the humility to realize that the purpose of our lives are simply to know God, to love God, and to serve God so that we may be live with him in forever in heaven. And to remember that the, the past is in God's mercy. To go there only causes despair. And that the future is in God's providence, and to go there causes us to play God. The present is God's gift to be lived in love. And we ask for these realizations in the movements of our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who is part of the blessed Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. 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 Thank you, Art. Uh, and I'll quote David. Tom, would you give us some gospel love? <laughs> sure, I'd love to. Uh, this is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 13, verses 44 through 52. Jesus said to his disciples, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure buried in a field, which a person finds and hides again, and out of joy goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant searching for fine pearls. When he finds a pearl of great price, he goes and sells all that he has and buys it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net thrown into the sea, which collects fish of every kind. When it is full, they haul it ashore and sit down to put what is good into buckets. What is bad, they throw away. Thus it will be at the end of the age. The angels will go out and separate the wicked from the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Do you understand all these things? They answered, yes. And he replied, then every scribe who has been instructed in the kingdom of heaven is like the head of a household who brings from his storeroom both the new and the old. The gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord, Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. One of the things that, that occurs to me when I read this, this gospel uh, often is that when Jesus says, do you understand these things? And and they answer yes. I often wonder if what Jesus was thinking when they said that, you know, because these are the guys that that said yes and they understood. And you know, three of them went up with him on the mount, and then and then uh, in his in his passion, uh, they ran away. You know, it's like uh, yeah, we un we understand the content of this, but uh, but you know, 
did they really understand it? Did they really get it? And and uh, again, I think that's part of the value uh, that the Lord brings us in in His gift of the Holy Spirit. So uh, it all came together for them at some point. Um, and how often we sometimes think we understand something and then come to realize later that we really didn't understand it or didn't understand it completely or or to the depth that we're now seeing it. So um, so even though I question whether or not they fully got it, I think that's just uh, instructive for us because we oftentimes find ourselves in the same situation as the apostles. We hear things and we say, yep, yep, I get it, I understand it, and then come to find out later that, geez, I didn't really understand that the way that I understand it now. You know, Now that I've been knocked on my keister, or now that I've had to deal with a, d- a difficult situation, so... Anyway, I don't know how you guys. So, what do you understand by (laughs) by this? I think that's to me that's like the question I would have asked. Do you understand these things? I mean, you say it to a kid, right? And they go, "Oh yeah, Dad, I understand." You know, but it's like, what do you understand by this? You know, it would have been nice to. It would have been interesting to get the the clarification. Yeah, what was going on in their minds. Maybe he didn't go there because he knew better. Right? I, I, you know, I mean, well, we are dealing with we are dealing with the Gospel of Matthew, and right. I mean, you know, uh, Gospel of Matthew is like um, I, I think when I read the Gospel of Matthew, it's like the perfect seminary. You know, it's like uh, here's Jesus with his disciples, and he's teaching them all these things about you know about himself and about the kingdom, you know, and um, and then he you know he he tells them at the end you know to go forth. And what you know, baptize and preach, right? So, um, so it, you know, it starts with all this great teaching. Um, you know, I, I guess you know when I look at this thing, I guess the kingdom of heaven, the treasure, the in the field, and the pearl of great price. You know, it has to be Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, do you understand that I am the treasure? Do you understand that I am the pearl? Mm-hmm. You know, um, and do you realize that you know? And I, you guys gave up a lot, you know, to come here, you know. And follow me. Um, so he is. He is what they're they're searching for. But Jesus is also telling them, you know, this is this kingdom. You know, mm-hmm. um, I am giving you this kingdom uh, to be a part of. Um, and so, even though Jesus is the pearl of great price, you know, we also have in his kingdom. He's throwing this net out, right? And and who's he bringing in with the net? He's bringing in all these people from all over creation, right? Uh, God intends that all his people come into the net and to come into the kingdom, you know, not to be outside of the kingdom, because where are you when you're outside of the kingdom, right? Mm-hmm. You're nowhere. So he is creating something. He's telling them uh, that I've cre- I'm creating this kingdom, and I want you inside the kingdom where I am, but the, the treasure. What does that mean to them? I mean, how do you, how do you live your life? Mm-hmm. You know, how do you get into this kingdom, you know? There's some there's some questions here that I would like to hear yeah. hear answered, you know. Yeah. And when you talk about all of this, you know, understanding, it reminds me of a few years ago. I was in went to New York and I was just sitting in Central Park on a Saturday, and these um, group of five Muslim women came over to me with the whole, you know, hijab or whatever that yeah. word is, yeah, yeah. you know, and they're just asking me uh-huh. questions about life and do you want to be happy? All these sort of, I guess they were sort of. Um, trying to win me over to their faith, and mm-hmm. they were saying, you know, well, are you Christian? And I said, of course, you know, yes, I was. And um, then they said, well, how can you believe in Jesus? Like, that makes no sense. Like, how could he? you say that he's God? You know, how could God create himself and then 
kill himself. Like it, it doesn't make any sense. And a, a religion has to make sense. And I think that's what we're like talking about here. Like there's yeah. some mystery to our faith, you know, and I think yeah. that's good. I think there, yeah. you know, that the whole question of how could God do all this? How could he be in the Eucharist? It's all a mystery. And I have to accept that through faith, you know, and it doesn't have to make sense. You know, yeah. it doesn't have to be, lo- I think she was saying it has to be logical. Like Christianity isn't logical is what she was trying to, and she's a very intelligent young girl. She had to be only in high school. I couldn't believe, you know, her, her ability to converse on these you know, on these matters, but mm. it just makes me think of that there's a great mystery here, and mm-hmm. I think that's important. Yeah. That keeps us searching and yeah. looking for God. Yeah, and there are ways to express the mystery that make it seem nonsensical, illogical, stupid, um, <clears throat> you know, lacking meaning. And then there are other ways to express it. And I'm just thinking about a, uh, you know, my, my our brother Damon Owens, who's just one of he has become part of our, uh, you know, our stewardship family in his Joy to Be ministry. I listen to one of his CDs, and he talks about the love that the father and the and the son share, and how it, you know, it's it's so total and it's so complete and it's so full that it gives rise to a third person and that third person goes out and shares that life with with others it's the holy spirit mm-hmm. that you know is a gift of the holy spirit that we receive and he said and he, so he goes through this 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 description of the trinity you know the father is in the son and the son is in the father and the two of them are in the spirit and the spirit is in them and he said he said no, and he said, you hear from Unitarians, you know, the people who don't believe in the Trinity. He said, oh, you Trinitarians, you just made that up. And he said, who would make that up? Mm. You know, it doesn't, right. it doesn't make any sense. But the fact of the matter is that it doesn't make logical sense and you can't completely explain it and put it on a table means there's a mystery there. And this total self-giving is what makes sense out of the sacrifice, you know, because as, as I remember uh, from uh, – you know, uh, from some of the the other CDs that I've heard, if if you don't believe that Jesus's death was a sacrifice and that it was for us and that it was you know it was God coming to show us to redeem us, then it's just another Roman execution. You know, mm-hmm. if it's it's either a sacrifice or it's just another execution, and then mm-hmm. it means nothing. It's just like all the other millions of executions that the Romans that the Romans did. But it's it's Holy Thursday night where Jesus gives meaning to what he does on Good mm-hmm. Friday. He said, right. this is what it is. Take and eat. This is my body. This is my blood, which mm-hmm. will be poured out for you for, you know, for the forgiveness of sins for all. And, uh, and that's what makes sense of it. So you know, it probably doesn't make sense to, to people who are outside of our faith. And there is a faith that you have to take, a leap that you have to take that I'm going to get in there. I'm going to I'm going to believe it, believe it, believe it, and then it starts making sense, starts coming together. There is a sense in it's the like mystery that, there. That faith yeah. and reason have to work together. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. And, uh, and if you just, like I said, there's ways to express a mystery that completely let the air out of it, you know, that make it look like the stupidest thing, like who would believe three persons in one God? You know, that just doesn't make any sense. But when you think about it being a community and a love relationship and that pe- that we're being invited in, that all of God's creatures, the angels, the spirits, the, you know, the humanity, all of, all of creation is being invited into that. And in some ways, all of, you know, the material creation through us. Um, is being reconciled and brought into that. Well, that starts to be a little bit more profound 
and uh, there really isn't anything in the Islamic tradition that 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 would that has that kind of mystery to it that, that at least not that I'm aware of. And I have some very good Muslim friends from back in my college days that I, we talked a lot about our differences in faith, and uh, they really don't have anything like that. And, and unfortunately, I didn't understand my faith as deeply as I do now. Like I couldn't express the Trinity the way I can now. But uh, but uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's important. Mystery doesn't make sense if it did. There would be no depth to it. There wouldn't be, you know, it's not something we can just explain away and say, well, oh, that's, you, that's the answer. How, that's do you, the answer. how do you reduce God to human logic? Exactly. I mean, I mean, on one level, that's kind of sad that this young woman would come up and try to reduce God to, and say to you that, you know, if you can't reduce God to human logic, then it, it can't be true. Yeah. Um, and, you know... Um, uh, even you, you know, I mean, he, there are keys here, in, even in this story, as to, as to how to approach that. I mean, you, you have in the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure buried in a field, you know, which a person finds and hides again. I mean, it's almost serendipitous. You know, the person goes out in the field, you know, it's like uh, you know, we were talking about it this morning. It was like, you know, hey, you know, I'm, I'm out there with my real estate agent looking over this field and I'm, you know, and I, and I oh, look at that. There's gold in this. I'm going to buy this field, right? Yeah. It, it's sort of like, you, you know, you go out, this guy went out there in faith, you know, to look at this field field and boom there's the treasure you know so and then you have the one with the pearl he's a searcher Mm -hmm. you know the other guy just happens across you know it's like faith and then i believe this guy he's searching he has hope and he has perseverance because he has hope right and then what does he find he finds the pearl of great price right and then you asked this morning earlier it was like well, what do, what, what do you do? What do you do with the treasure once you find it? What do you do with the pearl? You've spent every. It says right here, you spent everything for it. Well, you show it off is one thing you can do with it. And if the pearl is Jesus Christ, if the, if the treasure is Jesus Christ, well, what you want to do is you want to talk about him. You want to bring people into the kingdom, right? Because that's where the pearl is. That's where the treasure is. Um, and that's what Jesus says. You know, and the clue is, you know, how, logically, if you want to look at logic, how do you find it? Well, it's in the last line here, you know. It says that every scribe who has been instructed in the kingdom of heaven is like the head of a household who brings from his storeroom both the new and the old. You know, we have the treasure in our scripture of the Old Testament, which gives light to the new. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, if you read the prophets and what the prophet, especially Isaiah, the suffering servant, I mean, su- Jesus' suffering makes no sense if you just, if you just read the, the account of the crucifixion. But you read, it, you read it in light of what the prophets are saying, what the law is saying in the Old Testament about, about the Messiah, and what the Messiah is going to do. It, it's right there that he's going to die, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a, a horrible death. He's going to suffer. By his stripes we were healed. And I, when I hear that, I think instantly of the scourging at the pillar, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, so, so there's the clue. And you want to use logic? Go into the Old Testament. Read the Psalms. You know, read Psalm 22. I think it's 22. I think that's mm-hmm. the one where um, it talks about if if you if you don't see Jesus on the cross, um, you know right. you, you you won't see it anywhere else. Yeah. Uh, it just it just boh, there it is right in front of you. So um, there is logic, mm-hmm. you know, and 
there is the unfolding of the mysteries. Read Genesis, you know, uh, read it and, and what happened to mankind and why mankind needs to be saved. Uh, it, it, it's there. It's, it, it's not an either or, it's a both and. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you're saying faith and reason, right? Uh, you know, you, it's, it's, it's a mystery, but it's a mystery that can be understood. Yeah. Maybe you don't know why, or maybe you know the why, but you don't know how. Yeah. You know, why, why, why was God thinking when he created? Why would he want to do this? Ask her that. You know, I mean, you want something that's going to defy logic? Why would he create in the first place? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, you know, the epistle of John tells us because God is love, and love is procreative. Yeah, and I think a lot of the um, answers go back to like the study of philosophy, like you know, Christian philosophy was there from the Greeks before even Christ. You know, they that was already established. So you know, we re, when he, once uh, a young man goes into the seminary, they study four years of philosophy. You know, to have that foundation. And I don't believe that. Like I'm not exactly an expert, obviously, in Islam, but I don't know if Muhammad was schooled in the Greek philosophy. And I think that's what years ago uh, uh, Pope Benedict got in trouble because he had a, he gave that speech mm-hmm. at Regensburg and mm-hmm. was uh, mm-hmm. you know all about this sort of topic of philosophy and faith mm-hmm. and reason. And mm-hmm. I think too the application of these psalms. Um, you know, as we were discussing in another gospel reflection, there's a there's the faith that we have where we're searching, and then there's the faith that we have when we find that what we've got is of great value, and that and that it will ha- continue to have meaning for our lives. And so, there's the faith that sharing this will be of value to other people, and the and the desire that once we found this thing of great value, and as you're saying, Art, I believe it is Jesus, and I believe. One of the reasons why I think, you know, as I reflect back on this, that I think the apostles did answer yes truthfully is because they all gave up everything. Mm-hmm. They did exactly what yeah. this parable. So they had to be feeling in their hearts like, okay, I've done that part. But then he's saying that there's more. Once you have the pearl of great price, once you have the treasure buried in the field and the searching is over, now what do you do with it? You know, and and taking the these teachings out of the storehouse, as we've been hearing for the last three Sundays, taking these teachings out and sharing them with people and helping people understand their relationship to God and this new thing that's happening, this New Testament that's happening, this new relationship that we're being invited to, and that it involves love and it involves sacrifice and it involves all these things that I'm teaching you, do you understand that? And in some ways, they do understand the sacrifice because they made it. You know, I mean, Peter and John were just out fishing one day. Is this another day of work? Mm-hmm. And Jesus comes by, and that changes everything. Mm-hmm. You know, and Andrew's you know hanging with John, and all of a sudden Jesus walks by, and John says, "Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world." Well, let me go follow that guy. You mm-hmm. know. And uh, so they they know exactly what Jesus is talking about at some level. But then there's that faith once you embrace the pearl of great price, or once you embrace the that you know the uh, the treasure that uh, that that the next steps have to be taken. You know, it's not just okay, I got it. It's for me. I'm sitting here with the field. What do I do now? You know, and I think that's a big part of how we live our lives because we're looking for something when we find it. 
You know, and and to be honest with you, I've found Jesus several times during my life. You know, people sometimes people come up in the mall or something. Like that, Have you been born again? And I always say yes, yeah, several times because <laughs> I've I've had di- different experiences of Jesus over and, and deeper and deeper and deeper. And it's like after a while, you connect the dots and you say. Well, I guess this is how it works. You know, I don't know everything that I need to know. He hasn't revealed everything, but there's sacrifices in my life that I'm going to have to make, and I'm going to have to look to him for the for the model, for the example. There's things I'm going to have to experience that I haven't the foggiest idea what's going to happen. But as long as I hang on to that treasure, that pearl of great price, then I'll at least have the key. But there's faith to find it, and then after we find it, there's the faith to do what we have to do with it. To, the, the, to take the, the, the love of Jesus, the sacrificial love that he has for us and say, how do I share that with other people without sacrificing, you know, without putting myself out, without giving myself totally to God? How do I even remotely approach being in his life and sharing that experience if I, don't, if I can't make a sacrifice, if I complain about sacrifice, if I complain that things are tough, you know, work's tough, family's tough, kids are demanding, you know. What what happened to the pearl of great price? You know, <laughs> what happened to the joy? You know, he's found us out of joy. You know, and uh, so I think that's a lot what we're called to, and it's not an easy thing to do, but it certainly is an important part of what we're doing. So where do we go from here? I mean, I I think you said it all, Tom. <laughs> it's well, like <laughs> yeah. Well, there are there are still some things here. I mean, I think as far as uh, you know, so thinking- that's that's the pearl of great price and the treasure. But but we have this other thing about the kingdom of heaven, like the net thrown into the sea, you know, where we've got the, the angels going out there sorting things out. And I think one of the questions in my mind was, you know, is that comes to mind is, what am I doing in my life so that I end up in the bucket and not thrown out, you know, yeah. at the end at the end of the day, you know? Yeah. I think uh, like when we find Jesus in our lives, we all have, you know, different opportunities where he appears and we accept him, I think um, once we do accept that, that grace comes to us. And then I just got the impression as you were speaking about the buckets as being like vices and virtues in my life. And Mm -hmm. I can take out, you know, I could begin through God's grace to see the vices in my life and put him into the vice bucket, if you will, and then try and fill up the virtue bucket, you know, to kind of balance it. But I think that comes from obviously God's grace gives us the ability to see that and to do it on our own. I don't think we, Mm -hmm. it's hard. (laughs) We can. I think one of the insights too that I've had from uh, regularly, you know, frequently going to confession is that you know, at some point you have you kind of kind of ask yourself, why do I do this? You know, every week or every two weeks or even once a month, if whatever the frequency is that that you go. But um, but I think part of it is to come to recognize, as Saint Paul says, you know, when I am weak, I am strong. You know, and 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 God says that my my strength is manifested, is perfected in weakness. And so one of the things that has been an insight for me is that the more I work on those virtues, the more I work on you know, kind of perfecting um, the virtue in my life, the more I realize that the vices are the very things, the habits, the the stumbles, the mistakes, the, you know, the little dumb things that I do that I wish I didn't do, the things that I have to confess over and over again, those are exactly the places where I have to start working and focusing. 
and then we've I've heard many people say this, and I've said it before, is that another thing is that the play, the things that people do that irritate you the most in your life are the things you need to work on because they're, for some reason, that seems to be a way that God puts a flag in our life to say when somebody's shooting their mouth off or somebody's talking in such a way that you, you suspect they're not completely telling the truth, they're not completely leveling, and it really frustrates, it really gets you angry. That's one of the things you need to look at in your own life, in your own heart. And more often than not, uh, you know, it's one of the, you know, we're in grade school. It says, don't point at people because there's three fingers pointing back at you. <laughs> well, you know, when I start getting angry at somebody because they're irritating me, I have to realize that I'm probably the reason why they're irritating me is because I've got that vice myself that I need to deal with. And that's exactly precisely the place where we find the virtues that grow out of the vices. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, a guy that I used to work with at the Hershey Company used to say, you know, the the, the, the stuff grows in manure. It doesn't grow, you know, in, mm-hmm. in, in sterility. You know, it, it grows. In, so the good stuff grows out of, you know, we get we get corn out of, you know, cow manure. You know? Yeah, I, so, I guess I guess if like you're saying though, you 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 have to be open to it. You have to be, yeah. You, know, you have to develop a, a listening heart to do that. I mean. Um, you know, it's it's like you ever you ever feel in yourself. You know, you feel these urgings one way or another. You know, it's like this is um, you know this is urging towards you know maybe doing something or thinking something that's 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 not right. Mm-hmm. Okay, but if you if you listen, if you develop that that listening heart, I think is what you're kind of like getting at. You know, you have to listen hard, but there's always that other tug the other way. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's like which 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 one are you going to choose you know um if you have a bad habit it's it's very difficult to hear that other voice to pull you out of your bad habit mm-hmm. you know you or you do something does something like you're saying that somebody to aggravate you well you know you you if you're not if you don't take a deep breath and just listen to what's going on inside the initial reaction is 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 to to say something in anger, mm-hmm. right? You know the other the other part of it is is that well you know maybe I can say it this way, it's a lot kinder, or maybe say nothing at all. Mm-hmm. You know, right. what is your addiction? It it, it could be self righteousness and the aggravation that goes along with that self righteousness. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are the kinds of things if you put it into you put it you want to get it and put it in the vice bucket and leave it there right <laughs> yeah. and you put yeah. the good stuff in there you know what what are you what are you really addicted to T- too much TV I, it, maybe I should pull out the rosary beads and say a rosary you know use God's weapon you know against the devil yeah. you know use it you know, can I can I give up twenty minutes of of watching my Boston Red Sox, you know, <laughs> and, and say a rosary. Can I do yeah. that, you know? You know, what we think is such a sacrifice, it's not. And then, oh, and, quiet. and hopefully what I think of is that the vices stay in the bucket and they don't keep crawling <laughs> out. They don't keep crawling <laughs> so, yeah. But with that, we'll leave you. Hopefully that we gave you something to reflect on in, in the week ahead So, uh, and from the gospel. So God bless you and uh, you're in our prayers. Reflections from the Heart has been presented by Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. We hope that you've been blessed and encouraged as you listen to Reflections from the Heart. If so, you might consider participating in a Gospel Reflection Group. For information on locations and times of Gospel Reflection Groups, or how to start a Gospel Reflection Group in your area, please visit our website at stewardshipmission.org and click on Gospel Reflection Groups, or call us at 
367-0100. Stewardship A Mission of Faith is a 501c3 nonprofit organization and depends on donations from people like you to make Reflections from the Heart possible. If you enjoyed this broadcast, please prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation by visiting our website or calling us at 717-367-0100. On behalf of David and the staff here at Stewardship, a Mission of Faith, thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless, protect, and guide you on your journey home to Him. Thank you.